This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 468. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And how is everybody doing tonight? Well, I have off, so there's that. Yay! There's a little bit. Wait, what now? (laughs) What was that, Ari? I totally missed that. I said I had off today, so Ah, there was that. Hey, even better. I'm I'm kind of in a really good mood, because it feels good to be back after a break. Plus, that pre-show song kind of really put me on the good foot, so. But then again, it's Yu Yu Hakusho. How could it not put you on a good foot, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. We are live tonight, week of September 15th, 2020. We're here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us every week at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, where we do our weekly podcast. They can also find us mirrored over at the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com, as well as Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. You definitely want to swing by and check out the shows on Sunday night with the Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Non Radio. That's always in good fun. And don't forget, after the show, or pre or whenever, you can hang out with us in Discord. Uh, you can find us there at um, vognetwork.com slash Discord. You know, every show is part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so come by, hang out, have a good time. And this is last call for the pool, because it's gotten a little bit too chilly out, so we're going to start uh, closing it up, so you know how we do. That was always the worst part of the fall, I think. Mm. I like the cold. It allows me to wear layers and not want to die. Hi, welcome to the problems of a goth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of am there. Granted, I don't really wear layers because 
I still wear t-shirts basically wherever I go. Kind of. You there, and me both. Kind of there, Mako-chan. You've never left. What? I'm like hippie goth. <laughs> I have a lot of goth friends that they just stay warm, and so like they'll they'll wear like new goth or like athletic goth wear. It's just like t-shirts and like pants, so it's like comfortable. All right. I totally understand. Okay, so if Mako-chan is hippie goth. What type of goth are you, uh, Ichigo? Uh, probably lazy goth. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going like the Spice Girls, I will call myself lazy goth. Um, I, yeah, I pretty much wear the same dresses over and over again. So it's just kind of like leggings, a dress. Woo. Um, I, I slap was... some paint on my face and call it a day. I was going to um, say snarky goth. You know, you know, my husband does say I'm a little bit of a salty person, so I have a very high sodium content. Um, so I guess salty goth was probably is probably that. I, 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 if that's the case, I can just picture you saying, "Honey, I brought a guest home for dinner, and it's Tyler." And I would just pop up and tell your husband, "Run! Don't look back. Just grab a laptop and run." You're not going Honestly, to I think John would fit in. He's been to RuffleCon before. He's modeled for me, and he kind of enjoys it. He likes okay. doing the photography side of things, so it like it fits. It fits really well. Okay, he'd right. survive. All right, great. All right, I was just kind of worried because because I I've, I've already said it. Like there's a bunch of people I know. If they were all to be sitting in one room with me, I'm there is a good possibility I am not going to survive. Well, you survived when I met up with Saya and Yaten. True, but you barely. Had... But you survived. Yeah, that's because I had something to, I had something to ingest in order to 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 endure. You have to understand that. <laughs> oh, so Fear. it's only sober and sitting in the same room with those people. I think if I was sober, I would probably have like a. I'd probably show up to my therapist with just like a, with just like a little book of stuff that happened that week. Whereas if I was stoned, I would probably I would forget ninety nine percent of it. And be like, oh, no big deal. It's cool. No problem. You know, we good. You know. If you forget about it, you're doing it wrong. Uh, well, this is me you're talking to, so the rules don't normally apply as such. Exactly, because you're a goldfish all the time. Yeah, like, like I said before the show, I was gonna start recording. I just hit the record button for for for, for the video stream. Okay. Congratulations. Well, yeah, I probably missed some prime stuff to put on our YouTube page, which I will get into a little bit later on in the show. But you know how that goes. So, anywho, we're gonna go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, kick things off. Uh, well. I was, uh, you know, I was away for a while, mostly because, you know, I had work those days, mm-hmm. which, uh, that, which happens. And this last week I was on the, uh, midnight shifts, which were, oh, so much fun. I but, but, huh? I believe it. I've worked a couple of midnight shifts. I, 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 I get you, so. But yeah, today was payday, so I managed to pay off my, my car and a bunch of, uh, bills I needed to, uh, get done. Nice. So that, that. That feels a little better, and I have a little bit left to uh, splurge on, but I also have to get groceries and stuff, and get the oil changed, because, you know, I went through the uh, requisite number of miles for, uh, between my last service and now, because of all the traveling I had to do for work. 
Mm. By the way, is that a can of liquid death? I see you're familiar with the stuff. I've, I've seen advertisements for it, so... It's actually really good. It, uh... It tastes like... I'm not sure what it is, but it tastes like a step above, like, normal, like, bottled water. It's like... It's like it's filtered so much that you don't recognize what it tastes like without mm. the impurities in it and all. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've been meaning to check that out, so we'll definitely have to talk later about that, so... But yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, let's see, other than that, I uh, I sold off a bunch of games earlier, and I got a uh, Ring Fit for the Switch. That's good. You know, a bunch of. I also heard from the uh, the GameStop guy that they didn't take a bunch of uh, Wii games, you know, mm-hmm. vanilla Wii games, and one of them I had was a uh, Radiant Dawn, which is a yeah. Fire Emblem game, and the guy told me like, yeah, you're gonna want to like put this on ebay or something because people like like people are really looking for this game and like yeah don't take anything less than 70 for it honestly ari i wouldn't sell it at all i would just sit on that seriously i would sit on that it's not it's not mint or pristine it don't it don't matter it don't matter the people that are going to be paying 80 to 90 dollars for that Wii title are going to play it that's what and if they don't play they just want to have it they don't care. Yeah, it's part of their collection. Yeah, the, the guy, the guy I talked to when I did, when I sold his stuff, he actually said, "Like I'm a collector now." I'm like, "Okay," uh, but yeah. Other than that, I just uh, <clears throat> well, I found the uh, that like what I was looking for on that website you showed me on Otaku Mode. Yeah. And uh, if it, if it gets here next week, I'll uh, love to show it off then. But other than that, you know, just mostly work stuff. Hmm. I had to get a, like I was telling each girl, I had to get a sewing kit to sew my stripes on on my work shirt because I tried to hold them on with fabric glue and they survived two, like two, two uh, cycles in the dryer and that was it. I'm surprised you didn't take them to the dry cleaners. No, those, like, I think they're like $8 a piece for a normal shirt. I'm I'm just saying because like what I used to do was look I I uh, granted I paid the one time you know on base to have my stripes put on and I was good and I kept the set you know pressed at all times and there were others you know to wash dry whatever you know I didn't want to sit there and do it I'm just like you know what here's like twenty twenty bucks you just just put just put the chevrons on my blouses you know those are just the uh, you know. The two odd ones that didn't have all the uh, all the patches sewn onto it, and mm. and when I ordered, and when I put in an order for new shirts because I only have so many of them, they're like they like they have the, the little sign that says like uh, you know patches already sewn on. So I'm like, yeah, okay, that won't cost me anything extra hey, yeah. or at all. So yep. And as uh, Bob Coffee says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Fire Emblem, that game had a very limited, limited print run, like every other Emblem pre-Awakening. So, yeah. There are some games you will get top dollar because it's sealed, and there are some games you will get near top dollar if it ain't sealed because they're going to want it in their collection to say that they have it. And they and, mm-hmm. and if they and it's not hard to get a machine to reseal it, but let's be real. If you reseal it, it ain't hard to tell. Believe you me. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just go. I guess I'll just hang on to it for now. N- n- nothing else I can really do with it. True, you know. 
if it was me, it ain't hard to find a Wii emulator. I would just pull an image of it and be like, I'm good. I'll get rid of this, but I'm good. You know, that, that, that's... I played through it anyway, yeah, so. Exactly. But yeah, that's how things have been going for me. All right, great, great. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Exhausting. Oh, yeah? yeah. Do tell. Well, you know, just the normal work. And um, I, I absolutely hate working from home. But at the same time, I enjoy working from home. Um, especially on Fridays, because at 5 o'clock I can just start drinking. <laughs> True. Also, the fact that your 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 work at home boss is a lazy sack of crap, you know. He is. He's actually currently um, sitting behind me in his spot on his uh, pillow, um, just staring at me as if you know to say, "What the hell are you doing? You should be petting me." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, not really uh, doing much of anything. Other than what I have already been doing. So basically uh, watching TV and reading. <laughs> um, we did clean the uh, deck outside. So that's all nice and clean. Nice. Um, so that we could sit out there for the holiday. Which, you know, we did. And we roasted marshmallows, which was awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's basically it. Um you know, pandemic and all mm-hmm. leaving, leading boring lives. Gotcha. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? How was the vacation? Uh, it wasn't really a vacation because I ended up falling into a new D&D campaign, but it wasn't D&D. Oh, no, no, uh, lovely chatters and listeners. Um, if you guys know about Wendy's, you know that they have a very snarky history. They also apparently have a game system based on their sassy saltiness oh, called yeah, Feast I, of I Legend. Re- I remember reading about that. <laughs> and I have joined a campaign... And my character's name is Jean Dijon, uh, Order of the Double Stack. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, yeah, he's based on the chicken cordon bleu sandwich that used to be on the Wendy's menu, um, but is no longer there. And so, yes, he is fabulous. He is very French. And um, he ambushed the characters in his first campaign by tricking them with gold. So it has been quite exciting. Um, And the rest of the campaign team loves him to death. And he's very fun to play. He's brought me a lot of joy already. And I've also done an illustration of the pig that we have since inherited in game. If I can share that somewhere, I will try and share it. Uh, The drawing came out pretty good. So I'm very inspired and excited. Um, but yeah, in general, that's kind of the only thing that I've been keeping busy with. Of course, also sewing and experimenting with a few um, online CAD or computer-aided design, apparel design, um, like softwares and things like that to try and drum up some patterns for upcoming collections, um, as well as I took some time off social media, which I feel like has been really, really healthy and really, really good uh, for my mental uh, health and things like that. 
Um, so it's been uh, like refreshing, and I think I'm going to continue to limit my consumption of media pretty strictly. Um, I'll pop on to check and see if there's any news or events, because unfortunately Facebook is the only place that people are planning things now, which drives me insane. Um, but I think that uh, if I just do that, it'll be a lot better <laughs> for my mental fortitude. Saving roll, haha, <laughs> net 20. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I really want to join more campaigns, I think. I was in quite a few before COVID hit, and I had a Cyberpunk 2077 and a um, Burn Bright, I believe, campaign that we were playing. But unfortunately, um, due to COVID, we've had to stop um, because their jobs, the DM and his wife's job, his, his partner's job has kind of taken you know, over and, and of oh, course, yeah, social I, distancing and stuff. So I, I totally um, we can't do internet either, you know, like we were doing Roll20, but we couldn't anymore because they were too busy. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, Feast of Legends, super fun. Um, it's supposed to kind of be a one shot, but we're now folding in D D5 edition, fifth edition. So uh, Jean Dijon is a half gnome, half forest gnome um, uh, fighter. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to continue playing him. You know, I, I'm picturing your character and I keep thinking of, of the character Jean Valjean from Les Mis because how everybody does, and, no, but, everybody does. And he does have a, he does have a villain. Jean Bear. Does somebody pop up and shout and, and I'm your vert? <laughs> no, no, but um, Jam Bear has made an appearance in game when we were um, betting on the pig racing. Um, Jam Bear almost caught one of our um, uh, allies. So mm. yes, we do have a Jam Bear in game. It was not intended to be Jean Valjean, although the name, yes, I know. I just thought Jean Dijon was just hilarious, and the fact that like Cordon Bleu no, chicken has a it's, Dijon yeah. mustard sauce so. <laughs> it's not even that see i don't know if you know but i think about 10 years back could be a little bit more than that 15 years back there is a lay miz fighting game for windows and i am as you're talking i'm just picturing john bell in the video game fighting that's that's what i'm picturing okay <laughs> if nothing else you could find the characters in mugen if the characters are in Mugen, then they came from that fighting game. <laughs> I mean, they would eventually make their way over to Mugen, well, as all fighting, as all two D and or three D fighting game assets do. True. Honestly, I'm not that surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if a Hamilton one is sure to follow. Um, <laughs> I've seen so... one based on a historical scientist and whatnot. No, I actually see Hamilton more of like not not even close. The final to... boss was Edison. No, you gotta <laughs> tell me about that one later. But Hamilton as a fighting game, not really. Hamilton as an expansion pack for Dance Dance Revolution, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely yes. That, I can, I yes. Can the see. music is very very catchy. I, I'd if, be if, down for that. If not DDR, Para Para Paradise. Okay, somebody get on that yeah. and get some step charts done. Okay, I want DDR Hamilton edition. Okay. I mean, if we got nerds out there that making anime packs and stuff like that, then we could do one for Hamilton, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so my weekend day and vacation was pretty chill because 
Now, I went out, I hung out with a friend of mine, Misty, and we went out to Governor's Island on Sunday, last Sunday. And they have what, out on Governor's Island, they have what's called Slide Hill. It's an area where there's a couple of slides, you climb up and you just go right down the slides. We just went, it was just fun, it was good times. And yes, we did wear masks while we were out, and we made sure to keep a six-foot buffer. So we did that. We actually found food carts out there, and we hung out and ate, and that was all good. And then I actually went to visit a few friends out in Lancaster, because I was kind of bored here, you know. There was nothing really to do. I'm like, I can't go to South Carolina. There are things going on. So one of our friends was like, well, would you come out here and just chill with us and the big old fat cat? And I'm just like, sure. So that's what I did. Hung out with some friends while I was out there. I actually walked around. And I loved the fact that as I was walking around the main area, I was basically in downtown Lancaster. Basically, my friend lives two blocks from the convention center. And the area is kind of interesting. It's like gentrified, but at the same time, it's not. It's like you can walk down a couple of blocks and see... How nice the area looks. You walk down another block, you see the old-fashioned style houses, like as if you were going through like areas of Philly and Baltimore. Then you see new style houses back and forth. And it's just like so chill, you know? And I thought that was really cool. So and what I'm and what I liked was the fact that a lot of the houses like not houses, but a lot of businesses around had signs for Black Lives Matter, Unity, and stuff like that. And I've taken a pic couple of pictures, and I posted that on my personal uh, Facebook, but I will probably post those on my Twitter, and I keep forgetting. And one of the things I did while I was out there was, yes, I went to the market, but I was not able to get a bacon donut. But I did find a womp, womp. I did well, I did find a sub shop there that was that was very good. That was very good. That I can get, give. And I did find a nice coffee shop. It was kind of cool. It was like a it was like a snarky coffee coffee stand. It was really cool, and I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, the the restaurant that's literally across the street from the convention center, the pizzeria, it's closed. And I'm guessing it's closed due to like sales due to COVID. But a block off from where my friend lives, there is a sub shop. So I got myself two cheesesteaks on Friday, you know, before I before I left. So and they were very, very, very good. And that was basically my week. Other than that, I just been kind of sort of organizing. I realized that I gotta take the air conditioner out the window. It's already unplugged, and I got my air wick sitting in its spot. So tomorrow I gotta clear off my table here, move my monitor. And just start bringing it down and, and and put it away. And and I will say, I wasn't expecting the fall weather to come a-rolling in like, yo, what's up? I was not expecting to hit just like that. Like, two days ago, I'm sitting here in my apartment, doors and windows open, walking around in my pajama bottoms and flip-flops. Last night, I'm walking around with the door closed, the windows where they are, my full flannel pajamas, socks, and uh, slippers. And I'm just like, that was one hell of a change. I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it was going to hit so quick. I figured that weather was going to drop like that in about a week. It's like... I agree. Yeah. 
It's it's 62 degrees right now and in the Brooklyn studios. I expected the temperature to, to kind of stay around 68, 70 for a week and kind of make its way down. I wasn't expecting it to drop, but I'm going to assume the weather is like that because of what's going on on the West Coast and these um, mm-hmm. hurricanes coming up. And before we yeah. continue, I just want to send out my thoughts and prayers, and I mean thoughts and prayers, to my friends and family and peeps that are dealing with this. Stay home if you can. Stay safe. We're going to get through this, so. It is absolutely dunk. Welcome to 2020. Who had UFO over Jersey for 2020? Right? Who had UFO over Jersey? Mark that off on Stop. your bingo card. Okay. All right. That, but here's the thing. Because it's UFO sightings in Jersey, does it really count? No. Yes, it really No, counts. it doesn't, because no. they have all of the paranormal shit in Jersey. I mean, don't forget, last week there was an earthquake, okay? And I'm reading Facebook, I'm like, earthquake? What? Yeah, I slept through that. I'm, I'm Not like, just earthquake, but like Mothman, the Jersey Devil, like, oh yeah, Jersey's been horrible since forever. Hmm. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hot seller. Oh, God. All right, housekeeping notes. Um, We have a new commercial to roll, and I totally forgot to roll it earlier, but I'm going to try to find time to roll it tonight. If not, I will. It, you'll see it on next week's uh, pre-show. Uh, one of my close friends, oldest cosplay friends, Jez Roth. Uh, he has a commercial for his school, the school of cosplay, Gamer vs. Taylor, and you will be seeing that commercial, and and I am very proud of him and the success of his team and everything that they're doing out in Vegas, so you know, they are awesome. And don't forget, they are also on Twitch. They do a stream where one person is is making the cosplay and the other person is playing a video game. And who can finish one first? So it's like, wow. Thank you, Ichigo, for posting that in our chat. Um, I believe also next week we may have a guest coming in. So um, I th- I'm still waiting on a confirmation of that. Once that confirmation happens, it will be posted on our Facebook page. I don't want to say on the show now and then be like oh it's not happening i just want to wait till we get a good confirmation on that so i can tell you this it, it is connected to cosplay wcs so if you're into that you're definitely going to want to ch- uh, tune in and check us out uh that's basically it for housekeeping oh and we will be going on break again around december but y'all know that so but that that was a joke that next part of the show is the geek roundtable where we kind of share off something geeky and we talk about more of our geeky lives briefly, like what we've been up to during this little time. It's like, think of it as an extension to of our weekend day, per se. So, Ari, what you got, bro? Uh, this is something I had backed up on Kickstarter a while ago. Yeah. And uh, it's a, uh, you know, a, a tote bag for, uh, you know, your toiletries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And what it does is... Uh, it rolls out and lays flat like that. Dude, I think I need one of those. It's uh, from Escapade. Yeah, message me that later because I actually have like uh, they 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 generally call it like a sew not a sewing kit but a um a shaving kit. 
and it's basically a toiletry kit with everything. And what I do is I just take what I need and I throw it in a Ziploc and compress the air and throw it in my bag and be like, let's go. But something like yeah, that, this I think... Got, I, yeah. yeah, it's got uh, different pockets for different sorts of things, all different uh, straps that tie things down. Only problem is that uh, it doesn't exactly... You know, hold full size shampoo and conditioner mm. bottles, so yeah. I had to take mine and just relegate it to my bathroom. See, and I, I, I bought this because, oh, cool, this will be really good to use at conventions. And then 2020 happened. Yeah, no, 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 no nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition. So that'll be uh, sitting around doing nothing for a while. Mm. Well, I mean, look, it, it, it's like I've said before, quarantine traveling, as long as you pay close attention and follow safety protocols of where you're traveling to, enjoy yourself, and you'll have that to take with you. I mean, like, yeah, I went to Lancaster. What did I do? I stayed indoors for like 90, 85% of the time watching TV and gaming on my Switch, you know? Oh, change of pace. Mm-hmm. And there's always next year. Well, yeah. Which, by the way... Or maybe that's just... Or given what we've seen, maybe that's just me being foolishly optimistic. Well, I will say we do have rooms for Zenkai, so... And we know already Ichigo will be phoning it in, so we'll be doing, like, a massive video call that Saturday night. Yeah, right? Like, I was at Dragon Con in 2019, um, where I gave you guys a call, because uh, I overextended myself which is easy to do, but I mean, it's always good to be hopeful. It's always good to look forward to things. It's all right. And it's human to be disappointed when they don't occur, but it's nice to be optimistic. I think that that's one thing that's going to push us through this RE is just being optimistic and planning for things and looking forward to the future rather than kind of, you know, stagnating in the entropy, which is life right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we can look forward to it. Unfortunately for me, I will be staying home, but exactly. I will yeah, be dreaming. I, I'm, I'm, giving it, I'm giving it until at least donuts. end of January, beginning of February before I go, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Just because the way things are going, I doubt a convention in March is happening. Yeah, well, me too. Well, I will say, I mean... Um, I give props to MAGFest. They didn't even force majeure. We're like, you know, we're, we're canceling this, and we're going to have a fundraiser. I give them props for that. Well, they also give themselves ample time to plan something virtually, and I feel like MAGFest is one of those festivals or events that has the capability to do a lot, do a lot with their platform, kind of like mm -hmm. DragonCon. Yeah. They have the setup to be very heavily virtual without like a lot of seeking people because mm -hmm. people usually seek magfest magfest is one of those names that you go okay this band is going to be performing there this big person is going to be at that show and they're going to be performing whereas like we recently had dragon con and they ran you know it was like four or five different no it was like three different channels and then they had the youtube and they had a few other Let's things see, going on yeah. But I will say, you know, I have a, you know, I mean, not for nothing, even though they couldn't cancel till like maybe two months in, I bet you if they were able to force majeure sometime in December, like October, November, they, I have a feeling they could still could have done the telethon and still raised money to kind of cover whatever costs from the force majeure. Either or, they're, they're good. Mm -hmm. so. 
the fact that they're st they're staying one step ahead, you know, so. And I think that makes more sense because you don't know what's going to happen this winter, um, especially with the weather that they're calling for this winter. Uh, just, I, I think everybody is going to get stuck and I, I think there's going to be a lot of issues, especially once people start getting the flu. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Definitely so I, I get my flu shot coming up. That's for sure. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think mine. it's just, um, easier at this point to go, you know what? We're just gonna call it. I, 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 I totally get that. So, Let's kind of get kind of back on track here. So, uh, let's see. Okay, Mako-chan, share it to the classroom. Uh, yeah, so I have a thing about sharp, pointy objects. <laughs> we kind of knew um, that. What was that? We kind of knew that. Yeah, so I, I like to collect um, blades of various types. Uh, I have um, some that are not um, exactly ones that I can take out of the house. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like to collect those that are geeky as well. Um, so a little while back, I ended up ordering this, which, you know, given that Supernatural is ending and I am a complete weeb, I had no to have an Archangel shit. Blade. Yeah, so I had to have an Archangel Blade. Um, and actually, it's, it's surprisingly hefty. Um, you can tell that it's just plated uh, because it does have a little bit of pitting, so I will probably try and find a nice shiny gold that I can uh, fill some of those pits in with. Mm -hmm. um, but it's full on metal. It's not 3D printed. It's not, um, you know, the, the leather is actually custom on there. You can see where the stitching is. Mm -hmm. uh, even like underneath the blade is the holder for it. And that is completely custom made as well. Um, so it's definitely worth what I spent on it. Uh, and it was definitely a lot heavier than I was expecting. Um, it's like freaking solid. Uh, so it's probably a good thing that it's not sharp because I would probably, you know, Injure do some damage. With mm. Well, not myself. I would definitely do some damage with it because I would be playing with it and it would probably end up in the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like, I, I, as I said, I like collecting some of the geeky blades. Um, I do have a replica of uh, the blade from the movie Hero. Um, that was actually bought in uh, on, like, that was mistake purchase. Um, it was actually supposed to be Hero's blade from Heroes. Uh, so that was actually a mistake purchase. So I got the blade from the movie Hero. Um, but I have, like, little replicas mm. uh, of various blades. Um, obviously not full size of everything. Uh, but yeah, um, so this is my newest um, my newest collection of sharp pointy objects. Cool. Well, I tip my fedora hat to you, m'lady. Because <laughs> um, oh, it's boy. like... <laughs> One, like the first one of the first geeky things is like I had a lot of guy friends growing up and they all collected swords but I know that that's like one of the joke 
characteristics of like a neckbeard, and I just thought that would be funny. Yeah, I, I would take this blade ago, so. and shove it so far up your ass. <laughs> Careful, she How's like that much. for m'lady? Great total rectal breaching, I'm good. Right. I don't need a, uh, a an exam of that caliber, but yeah. No, I, I honestly, I when I had friends growing up who collected knives, they kept a lot of them dull for that reason. And I think uh, they had a friend over once that picked up the one blade, the one blade in their whole room, because they had like 10 of these these blades, that was sharp and cut himself by playing with it. Whoops. Like you have to, it's like a special, a special right. innate sense. Look, I have a replica sword from the, from the last samurai. I've pulled, I've, oh, I've pulled it out of the sheath maybe five times since I've owned it, and it's just sitting there in the corner. If I, if I actually had that a... That was purchased for cosplay reasons, if I remember correctly. Actually, no, it wasn't. Uh, considering you borrowed the money from me when you purchased <laughs> it? It wasn't for cosplay reasons. Trust me, if... The only reason I would buy a sword is to cosplay Jin from Chamrai Champloo. I would have gotten Jin's blade. Okie dokie. Anyway, I think it's a really cool weapon. And honestly, for most fandom merchandise, I've found that Supernatural has pretty good quality for even most of the fan-made stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that you were able to find a purchase that you really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very, very happy uh, with... I, I think because the fandom as a whole is actually one of the better fandoms I've found myself yeah. in. Um, there are, you know, those few that are weird, and I know I've talked about some of the really weird fan fiction people out there. <laughs> um, and seriously, some of these stories are really disturbing. Um, but whatever floats your boat. But uh, the Supernatural fandom I've found is very family-oriented. And considering the show to be, you know, two brothers basically you know, dying every other season. <laughs> um, yeah, the that's, whole... that's pretty on point for description <laughs> of yeah, that show. I, I dying or read... becoming the devil or... Yeah, I, I think I read somewhere where the supernatural fandom is trying to cross the road and looking left and looking right and then getting hit by an airplane. Oh, it's it's like a, like a gag from one of the old MGM cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, it's... He, lo he looks like... You know, pants over to the left, there's nothing in it for miles. Pants over to the right, there's nothing for miles. Takes one step to the road. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the better ones. And I like that the uh, the the actors are very into, you know, being a part of the fandom. And damn it, Callie. Sorry, I had a cat. Um, but yeah, so the actors are very part, you know, they're very uh, fan oriented. They also have very, uh, you know, strong opinions. And I follow them on Twitter and some of them really, really go off on their opinions. It's kind of mm -hmm. awesome to watch. Okay. But I like that. 
All right, Ichigo, what's up with you? What you got for us today? Uh, I usually, yeah, I usually flub on these things, but I actually have like three things today. So, um, like I said, I've been kind of sewing and making patterns for myself and things like that. So I made myself a corset this week. It's kind of hard to see, but yes, so corset, yay. And then, um, I also have been working on face masks, but in this particular case, a bird, bird is the word. So yes, I have a few different bird masks that are actually face mask quality. They do, I mean, this one's leather, but it needs its its shape. But yes, yeah, so there's those. So I have a bunch of those that I've been working on. And then also I'm starting to work on my Neo Queen Serenity costume. So Gosh. I've made flowers. Nice. But yeah, so a lot of it is just doing all those things now. Um, yeah, I haven't made a lot of nerdy purchases. I'm saving up, hopefully, so that I can replace, um, well, I can get a case to start building my newer computer, newer computer, because it's not the newest kind of computer could be, but it's a good computer. Um, but yeah, so I just, I need to get those pieces. So I have been really trying to save up, which I I think I I mentioned before. I feel you on that. And like I said, once you decide on the case, let me know what fans you need. You can I'll show you the fans I have. Whatever ones you want, you just pay for the shipping. They'll go your way. And yeah. The, and the remaining fans, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'll recirculate them or something like that. I don't know. Ha ha ha! Fan pun. Recirculate. But um. Try the deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I told y'all a couple of weeks back I had helped a friend. Uh, move and she wanted to give me a couple one give me something for my for, for helping for the most part if you're a friend I'm not going to charge you but if you feed me that's just as good you know so she looked at me like you're into my little pony right I'm like yeah so she gave me two things and I'll show you one of them and I'll save the other one for next week she gave me this painting of if I can just get it just right, because where I have my camera, Luna and Celestia. Aww. And I like nice. it. I I like the canvas, so I'm trying to figure out something where I can frame it and probably put it up on the wall or something like that. I do like it. But then again, I really don't want to put up anything on these walls, but, you know, I make do. So I might just just use some some tacks and just like sit, have them sitting on the thumbtacks. But I'll... you can get the uh, the command strips. That's what we have holding up all of the posters in the living room. I took a command strip off the wall and it took the wall with it. Uh-oh. Okay. That's that's been that's been my experience with the clear ones. That's been my experience with the foam ones. That's been my experience with the Velcro ones. Command strips are lies. They are. I, I will I will take a picture of the mark where it where I had it and I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, they peel off layers of paint, and I don't yeah. know if it's maybe the humidity where I am or what, but it's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that issue at all. I've had the issue of them, you know, falling off the wall. Yeah, that, that, that's what happened. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, but outside of, of that, you know, I've been I've started watching back into my anime, so I'm finishing up Rosario Vampire season two, and I have to say the opening to season two is like one of my personal favorites because I like that whole seventy disco style thing, so that was really cool. I started watching Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. It's good, but I will tell you this now: it's very fast paced. You blink, you are going to miss something. But it's it it is good. So I'm probably going to finish up watching that subtitle, and then when the when they when Funimation announces the dub, I'll go back and watch the dub. Which reminds me, they actually announced a dub cast for Uzaki Chan wants to play. So I might give that another try. But I, from watching like the first two episodes, I did not like it, and it's not because of of Hana Uzaki's character the way she's drawn i just find her character really fucking annoying that that's why i stopped watching i'm like how can you have such a high-pitched voice and be such a pain in the tuckus you're not chibi yusa stop it i feel like that's the case with a few animations where like the protagonist i know sailor moon that's one of the things that initially turned me off was that the main character was just kind of whiny mm. when i was little yes i was not like a first gen sailor moon super fan i i totally understand but at the same time like there are characters like i like fushiki yugi but mm. a lot of people argue that they didn't like the series because miyaka was kind of a whiny baby yeah miyaka Miyaki was, was a whiny baby yeah. but i continued to watch that series because i Manga. So I did not Everybody have to deal with the whininess. <laughs> and and most of the times if I start out with the manga and there's a whiny character, it's one of those things where it's just like, eh, like they're just, you know, you push aside that characteristic because you don't have to hear it. But once like it becomes audio oriented, then you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I have unleashed the, oh, the screen. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ari. Living out my mood. Yeah, definitely. Living your best moments. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. The HAS OOC Twitter account's going to have a field day with this episode. Which, which account? Anime Jam Session Out of Context. Wait, we actually have that? No, it's just a riff on the, uh, like, those out of context accounts that just I'm just saying, a... if we actually have one of those, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I would be too, but, uh, you know... And, and Who knows if that'll happen? And speaking of something, I met, I, I said at the top of the show, but um, we will be adding stuff to our YouTube page. Um, we're not, we will not be posting full episodes of our podcast on there. That is going to basically for now stay on Twitch. But what we're going to do, we're going to take some of the highlights of the episodes, stuff that make you that'll make you laugh and all that. That we put together maybe in like up to five minute clips on YouTube, you know, so you can see, what did you miss? Here's the highlights of, 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 of Ronma losing his, losing his mind again on a hot take. So, you know, and if you, enjoyed, I, I was, I was about to say, I can see that YouTube being me breaking you guys with <laughs> news from Japan. Well, you know, yeah. Cause it's like, honestly, I feel like that's a good highlight. Like, like, uh, yeah. like, like the other day with the pillow. Mm-hmm. You know, or like the just the strange stories, or maybe just the news, like a news clip from Japan. I think like that would be good to have. Basically. Speaking of pillow, have you seen the chicken McNugget pillow? 
Yes, where it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, that it, it, uh, it looks exactly what, 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 like a chicken that, nugget from McDonald's. What it, shape? It's it's a chicken nugget. It's not a shape. It's just it's it's a rounded. It's like chicken a nugget three shape. Foot, it's a three foot pillow in the shape of a chicken McNugget. Emotional. Um, let me see That's if I like can remember $400. the artist. It's absolutely yeah. amazing, and I want it. Because he also Fox. did. They also made a meal based on him as well. Travis Scott. That's who it is. Yep. I do. Five hundred dollars on eBay. Well, I I like the Travis Scott meal, but I don't know if I can handle it. I mean, you know. Mhm. Mm Anyway, I, I think we should probably get to the articles. Yeah, since, yeah uh, agreed. It's almost 10.30 and we haven't done Jack. Yeah, and we have a lot here, but the bulk of a lot of this stuff can be like... So, anywho, let's let's go ahead and kick things off. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about COVID-19, basically how it's affecting conventions and what we're looking at, and... My surface decided to shut down and restart. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> All right. So, Marco, can, can you give us what's going on here in like, oh, say, fifteen sentences or less? No, because I haven't read this because I did not realize uh, that this was on here. Uh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is actually a really freaking long article, um, and it's basically talking about everything we've already talked about mm -hmm. with conventions. Um, it, it, conventions are just not happening because of COVID, and when they are happening, they need to take into account, you know, the change in times. And... People need to understand that these things are going to happen, and it's going to take a while, and uh, crap more is... more important things than the convention. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and crap is just going to continue to happen. Uh, this is a really long article. All right, then. I, I'm sorry. I didn't... No, I just... I, I It's... Stuff we've already talked about. All right, it's so we just can... a very long, drawn-out article about things that we've already talked about so... and the changes that need to be made to conventions in order to continue to have them in a pandemic. All right, so... But the big thing is the, the willingness of people going to the conventions to want to put up with them. Basically. I mean, people are already burning their masks in effigy in the streets. See, but there was, there was one thing in the article that I noticed how the transition to virtual conventions and they're realizing these things are getting long in the tooth. Like, if I'm not mistaken, PAX East, oh no, PAX Prime, their virtual convention was like five days or something like that. You don't need a five-day virtual convention. It depends on what, yeah. No, it depends on what is being done during those five days. Exactly. If they are... You you figure a convention that you go to, some of them they only run between say nine and you know nine a.m. and two a.m. and that's three days. If you're gonna have a five day convention and it's only gonna be sporadic things, then having a five day convention isn't bad. That means that you can plan, you can get into it because they don't have multiple things happening at the same time. 
So to be I, able I, to I, still have everything, you have to have it be extended. You know, at the well, same time, there are certain panels that do not transfer to a virtual exactly. session. All right, all right, all right, no. But the way they were talking, they were talking like full, like from eleven to like eight o'clock. Like for five. I'm like, no, that that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I, I, Dragon now, Con went for four days, and yeah. they did 24 hours. See, this was but, 24 hours of continuous streaming of programmed content. Now, that's four days, and that's long, mm-hmm. and that's a lot, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was that they had one channel that was specifically showing old-school footage of Dragon Con TV. Now, if you've yeah. ever been to Dragon Con, Dragon Con has Dragon Con TV, and they work in the Atlanta area, so they're near filming. They can deal with people and volunteers and do all this great stuff. So they do song covers. They do all this other stuff. They do animations, see, see, all those no, things. No, no, but, but it, you know, that I get. If there's one of the channels of like classic dragon, I I totally get that. That yeah, that's cool. But I'm saying but, they're tra- they're translating all of these panels and stuff for four days, and is I think it's just too much. Now to touch back on what Mako Chan said, if it was in short spurts, fine. If you're doing fi- a five day virtual convention where panels are from like twelve to five, or from here to here in short spurts, go for it. Because I'm at the point where I can't sit here for several hours at a time checking out panels and stuff. It's it's a miracle I can sit here for a few streams for a couple of hours and eat and enjoy myself, you know? Well, that's the thing. You're not supposed to. You don't go to conventions and go to every single panel at the convention. So this isn't something that you're supposed to sit down and lose yourself for five days. This is something for you to, just like at a convention... See what panels you want to go to, plan that out, and then do whatever the hell you want to do while you wait for those panels. And I was going to finish Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. my thought before Ronma popped in, but that's okay. Um, but considering DragonCon has all this old content as well as old guest stuff to refer to, this was stuff that was behind a paywall initially. So if you've attended before and you didn't get to go to a convention and you could go and see this stuff that was primarily behind a paywall, but it's no longer behind that. And that's guest interviews, that's information, that's all these things that they do. But then you also have events like you guys have been to with me, RuffleCon, where they have staged things per day. So on one day, you might do a socializing event like a tea party or something else, like a gathering, a socializing gathering. Then, of course, you have the fashion shows, which are going to be either, in this case, they were throughout the weekend or whatever. And then you have panels or fan interaction things that are scheduled throughout the weekend. Now, like you were saying, Mako, you don't always schedule to just kind of let this stuff run in the background where you're disengaged, where you're just kind of like, And even then, there's so many instances now where I am just overwhelmed by the Zoom calls, overwhelmed to be there instantly. And I feel like that's what a lot of us are dealing with, especially with social media, as instant as it is. All of us having grown up with what we affectionately call snail mail Mm -hmm. and having to wait days or weeks to get letters from friends and then growing up into the internet age where everything is almost instant, well, dial up, all right, guys, dial up. And nowadays where everything is two seconds, oh my gosh, I've been left on red, they must hate me. We've started to grow up into this situation (sighs) where... Now, since we all have to engage online, 
especially with these big events that are trying to be the beasts that they are in person, these, these, these events of mass, I don't know, input where well, we all get overwhelmed. It doesn't always translate. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, honestly, I, I mean, no offense to dragon con, Otakon or whoever else they're trying to make it big and lavish virtually who are you trying to impress you sure as hell ain't trying to impress me because let me tell you something uh Otakon, ax and all that. i've been going to your cons for years you don't need to impress me you've got something going and i am thankful and i am appreciative of it you know that in the atmosphere of the con itself the Things that happen to people we meet, all that's all that good stuff. I mean, right now, I mean, virtual conventions need to be. I'm just saying, need to be from like twelve to eight, twelve to nine, two days. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted to talk about this tonight, but I totally forgot. But I'll save it for next week. But I want to talk about the Crunchyroll virtual cosplay competition. Basically, what they did is what I've been saying. Conventions been needing to do since. They, the virtual conventions have been happening for the last several weeks. Crunchyroll basically hit the nail on the head. There were some technical issues that I had a problem with, but it's a technical thing because of who I am. But other than that, it was an amazing show. We'll just leave it at that. So basically... There, oh, yeah. And there's just one more thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. So there was an event in Canada that did try to replicate a convention-based event. Now, this event happened on virtual reality inherently so they tried to work on creating the lobby the interactions um, and the virtual world of a convention but to me again it doesn't really translate it's one of those things where you really want someone to you want someone to try and recreate con funk digitally (laughs) Uh, ari don't forget, there have been talk of scratch and sniff USB devices off and on oh, for the last 10 no, years. No. Okay? Oh, God. Yeah. That's not even fun to listen to. Look, they, they were talking about virtual reality. They wanted to create a device where you get the smells. Like if you're doing a racing game, you smell the burning of the rubber and this and that. As you can tell, it really did not take off, and that was a Didn't we deal with this in a weird news from Japan, like, two years ago, where they uh, had, like, the weird ones that smelled like feet and stuff? No, just stop. Just stop. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Not. Mm. That's a no from me, friends. God um, but damn yeah. it, Ichigo! You just made me just put my water down. <laughs> but, like, you guys... I get assigned. We get assigned these weird articles. Okay, y'all. All right. Okay. But like, yeah. And and back in the day when Nickelodeon did the smelly stickers or whatever, and like you did the scratch and sniff a vision, or uh, in our chat we're also getting the fox doing a night of smell a vision. No, no, thank you. I'm good without that side of it. I I appreciate people wearing their costumes for hours on end, or people playing video games and enjoying themselves for hours on end. But I can do without the smells. All right, enough about that. Let's go into some nothing but great news because for the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing news that's been like high and low. I want to keep things on a high. All right, so let's move on here. Okay, Ichigo, tell us about uh, Sora Amamiya and her thanking fans. 
All right. Well, we're going to move on from a convention floor to an actual performer. Uh, Konosuba Aqua via Sora Amamiya is thanking foreign fans for their support in English. Mm -hmm. One week after her first live streaming, Asha Betty to directly answer the questions from her fans, so kind of like a Q&A. Mm -hmm. Anime voice actress Sora Amamaya is best known as Aqua in Konosuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World. It's a good anime. Posted another sh short clip to thank uh, for reaching 100, or I guess like, thank fans for reaching 150,000 subscribers on her official YouTube channel. In the clip, she also thanked foreign fans for their support in English. Um, in her message, she states, hello, I'm Sora Amamaya. Thank you for watching my videos and my channel reached 150,000 subscribers. Thank you. I was surprised at a lot of foreign languages in the comments section. I'm not good at speaking English, but I can read it a bit. I feel happy when I'm reading your comment. So not only Japanese fans, but also overseas fans, I want to express my gratitude. Sorry for my poor English. I hope you can understand what I'm trying to say. Thank you for listening. In addition, her official website announced that her first online concert entitled Lawson Presents Amamaya Sora Live 2020 Paint It Sky Online Live will be streamed on the video distribution platform Thumbva for about, or Thumbva, for about 70 minutes from, uh, I guess, uh, sorry, ooh, army time. What is it? So 20. So that's 4 is 8 p.m. 8 p.m. That's what I was like. 8 p.m. Japanese Standard Time to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on September 20th, 27th, sorry, 2020. Lots of twos in there, guys. It will be held as a replacement for a tour that was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and it was planned to be held at six venues in Japan in September, and September 27th was supposed to be the final day of the tour. Uh, yeah, but in general, uh, let me copy this to the chat so I can share it with you guys. Um, yeah, it seems like even a lot of the um, idols and um, voice actors are, have been moving mm -hmm. to online content creation. Yep. Um, even one of our show friends, Michelle Knotts, has yep. moved to Twitch, and I got to help her out with her stream the other day, so that was super fun, but... Yeah, a lot of people moving on to uh, platforms, and sometimes it translates and sometimes it doesn't, but it seems very positive for this Konosuba actress. <laughs> what <laughs> What did I do? Um, I was trying to make a segue. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, next thing, uh, another singer, if you want to go for that, Ari. Um, yes, uh, TM Revolution got married. Uh, Takanori Nishikawa, best known for as being TM Revolution, got married. <clears throat> uh, his wife is a person outside the entertainment industry that he's been seeing for a while, and that he refrains from sharing her name or photo. Good call on his point. Yep. As always, I'll hold my gratitude towards everyone dear to me as I push forward in both the public and private sphere. I humbly ask for your continued guidance and encouragement. I hope for your understanding regarding why I made this announcement through text during these times. Uh, this is the second marriage. His and he was married on the on the 29th of August, the anniversary of his mother's death. His second marriage after he was previously married to Yumi Yoshimura of Puffy back in 1999 before he divorced in 2002. I'd, he performed lost songs for Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, D. Grayman, Soul Eater, Kenshin, and many more. 
And he also performed the theme song for Kamen Rider Zero One and Pokemon Journeys. And what's interesting is that basically... So good for him. Yeah. And what's interesting is that just about every anime he does an intro, an anime a song intro for, he does a cameo voice in the series. Like a single shot thing, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I found that out when I was watching something about TM Revolution, and he actually did a voice in uh, Gundam Seed. Nice. And now we move from getting Hitch to giving birth. Okay. All right, this one's mine, so I'll go ahead and take that. And for the record, uh, a fave. Uh, like I would say, a favorite a favorite show of mine in Mako's is watching PGSM Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. So, in that show, one of the characters, Sailor Mars, is played by Keiko Kitakawa, and we have discussed her a couple of times on the show. She has made an appearance in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. We've also mentioned some time back that she had recently married. Um, band member Daigo from the group Breaker Z, or Breakers. And now, we're proud to announce that they have their first child together. So, she gave birth to a, health, to a healthy baby girl. We don't know the name. We don't know anything else, but we're hoping that we'll see a picture of the bouncing baby child, and maybe she'll have like a little star glowing on her head knowing that she is the chosen one. <laughs> the way 2020 has been anything is plausible and I'll take anything I can get congratulations Planes, to the my freaking planeswalker spark will ignite at this point by the end of the year <laughs> and now we talk more Sailor Moon news so pass this over yeah, mm -hmm. so um, they had done a kind of, you know, who is the voice at the beginning of the week mm -hmm. uh, for the voice of Zirconia for the Sailor Moon Eternal anime. It turns out that the voice of Zirconia is none other than Japanese comedian Naomi Watanabe. Um, she is a huge Sailor Moon fan so she's very excited to be part of the uh, part of the series now um, while she would have rather played somebody uh, on the victorious side um, she says that even though my heart hurts voicing Zirconia I made sure Zirconia's feelings were felt in my acting I'll defeat the Sailor Guardians uh, so the timeline for Sailor Moon Eternal Part 1 and Part 2, those are going to be released in Japan on January 8th and January 11th, respectively. Um, and then they will be returning back to, uh, I guess, continue at some point with the you know, rest of the series. There are still two seasons left after this. Mm -hmm. I, I'll say this. If they had get if, if if it was a further down the line for stars and they announced her as Galaxia, I would have been like yes, or even Nehalania. I would have been like oh, I would have been all for that. So you know, was... I don't know. I think given that she is a comedian, giving her um, a character that she can really 
you know, do True. what she wants mm-hmm. voice wise instead of doing something that people are going tradition going to traditionally think of as more, you know, commanding or dramatic voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they actually did a really good job picking uh, Watanabe for this. Oh, totally get I agree. I think it was better that she had the kind of one-off chance to take over this character, maybe a few shows to do it, because not only does she like have that, you know, responsibility to the show to do her best work as an awesome villain, but I'm sure she's going to be busy with her own work too. So it's nice to not have her be tied up in a show production when she's got other things going on. Um, I think it's really cool. I'm really excited to catch up on Sailor Moon knowing that because I know we covered her a few weeks ago that she was going to voice a character. So now knowing what the character is, I'm really excited to see. Definitely. Okay, and moving on to more good news, uh, Shenmue becomes an anime. Yeah, I was looking forward to this one. I was so excited for it. Uh, The first Shenmue video game was released more than 20 years ago, and we are excited to work with Adult Swim again to bring this franchise to life through the anime series. We're looking forward to showing our fans more of this action-packed adventure series, said Sarah Victor, head of Crunchyroll Development. Uh, Shenmue is getting a 13-episode anime series that chronicles the adventures of Ryo Hazuki. After witnessing his father's murder, Red... Ryo dedicates his life to searching for the killer. A mission takes him from the Japanese streets of Yokosuba to beyond to beyond Hong Kong. In search of revenge, you'll soon find out the mystical forces are involved, and in the meantime, he is trained to become an expert in martial arts. Uh, the Shenmue world is fascinating and unique, and we're excited to work with Yu Suzuki, the game's creator, to turn his epic creation into an anime and, and make bestial martial arts, said Jason DeMarco, creative director of Adult Swim, because... That's where it's going to appear on Adult Swim. Sweet. <laughs> uh, the production of Crunchyroll and Adult Swim Shenmue is directed by Sakurai Chikara in the telecom animation film studios managed by Sola Entertainment. Uh, Yu Suzuki is also on the team as executive producer. And uh, yeah, the most recent Shenmue game was released recently, right? Yeah, Shenmue 3, yep. And wasn't there like a... A compilation release of the other ones? Yeah, for one and two, there was an HD release, yeah. I only, I have to get pick that up, but, uh, you know, I've only got so much money and time to spend, you know? I, I wouldn't worry. So, I wouldn't worry about it, because generally, the longer you wait on these games, the usually the cheaper it, it usually becomes. So, once, mm-hmm. if you, look, I would say, get the Honey plug-in and just drop list the game on Amazon. And then when it hits around twenty bucks, snatch snatch it up. That's all. Oh yeah, I definitely got the got honey. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I get notifications and stuff like there's like three anime titles in my on my drop list, and it's like once it hits around the twenty dollar mark, give or take, I'll I'll snap them up. If not, if it's been like at that price for for several weeks, couple of months, eh, why not? Yeah, like I want to play it, but I'm not you know that needy enough that I have to drop like. 60 plus especially with the rumors of the next gen's prices wanting to be uh let, let, started like 70 dollars for games but that's neither here nor there yeah that that's story for another time you can find all that over on orange lounge radio so and that, that, that ooh, yeah but let, let's talk more happy news about uh love live and i know uh bob coffee would be kind of happy about that 
Uh, we finally have a start date for the, for Love Live 3 or Love Live Nijigasaki High School Idol Club. It's going to be premiering on October 3rd. This announcement was made like three days ago during the Nijigaki High School Club second live brand new story live stream concert. There was new visual and a trailer showing and showing things and it looks really good. I'm not as excited about this season, about this as I was for the previous two, but we'll see. I, I think it's still because how Sunshine ended with how it was. I it was like, but that's a rant for another time. But basically, uh, this anime series, Love Live Nijigasaki High School Idol Club, is based on the group that debuted in the mobile game Love Live School Idol Festival All Stars. Uh, Tomoyuki Kawamura will be directing the series at Sunrise. I wonder who's always at Sunrise. If not, it does explain how the animation looks slightly different. Uh, Jim Tanaka, Jim Tanaka will be will be working w with him on this for for doing the over series composition. Takumi Yokata will be uh, the animation director on this, uh, doing the character designs. Uh, the voice actor for Yu Taka Takasaki was revealed to be voiced by former Shiritsu Ebetsu Chigatsu group member he. Hinaki Yano, whose only previous voice credit was Sam and Cannon Busters. The single for the series will be released on October 21st, and the ending single will be released on November 4th. The credit for which songs the girls will sing on opening and ending themes has not been announced. Uh, there will be a pre-anime preview on uh, September 27th. Uh, you can probably find that on Tokyo MX. But when you're ready, it'll be out on October 3rd. On 10:30 p.m. Japanese Standard Time on Tokyo MX. As for U.S. Uh, syndication, I honestly do not know. It will probably be either Crunchyroll or Funimation, which means we will be seeing it within an hour or so. If not, um, like other love livers like myself, we kind of know where to get our hands on it. And bringing things together here. Ichigo. Tell us about the positive things that Hatsune Miku is now doing. Well, as you all know, Japan is known for having some pretty amazing mascots. Uh, everything from being ambassadors between cities to uh, kind of representing uh, kawaii culture around the world. In this case, the Japanese government has appointed Hatsune Miku as the Corona countermeasure spokesperson. So she is using her voice, her artificially generated voice, to disseminate information. So on the 9th of September, the international superstar Vocaloid Hatsune Miku, Luca's my favorite, by the way, mm. list your favorite Vocaloid in chat if, you'll, if you're into that, um, assumed her new position as the coronavirus countermeasures supporter in the Office for Novel Coronavirus Disease Control, or NCDC, of the Japanese government's cabinet secretariat. This office is responsible for informing the public of the latest infections, prevention methods, and it's based on the most up-to-date knowledge of the virus. Previous awareness campaigns included how to use contact tracing in the app that no one else uses and avoiding the three C's of closed spaces, crowded places, and close contact settings. 
Um, in the article, I thought I posted this to chat, but just in case, they have a few posters about the different images that they're using to share this information. And the singer has hits such as Melt and Senbon Zakura and will serve as a supporter until the 31st of March next year, or 2021. Her exact duties are still in the planning stages, but are expected to include social media campaigns as well as video PSAs. She will likely have a presence on the office's Twitter account alongside videos reminding people to cough properly and not shout in each other's faces. Um, she won't be alone in her role either in becoming a coronavirus countermeasure supporter. The virtual pop star will join the ranks of other supporters such as e-commerce giant Rakuten's CEO Hiroshi Mikitani, Pepper the Robot, and your 2020 Yomiru Giants for any baseball fans out there. That's how they wrote that. Uh, but yes, the Giants baseball in Japan. Awesome. Aside from her widespread popularity, Hatsune Miku's appointment was partially due to her effort, the effort of her developers at Krypton Future Media. Their voice banks have been a great way for many to pass the time while in isolation and to give something back. The company created a free open source coronavirus risk notification system, which is currently used by several regional governments, such as the prefecture of Hokkaido. While it's a generous and helpful tool, Hatsune Miku's reach into certain segments of society will be perhaps an even more important avenue to help contain future spreading of COVID-19. As someone who is literally invulnerable to any coronavirus, novel or otherwise, she's certainly a role model we can all aspire to be. We just have to figure out this coughing thing first, it seems. Yeah, I wouldn't want anybody else yelling in my face, even without the coronavirus. So I appreciate that they're definitely um, trying to enforce this. You know, uh, boot camp must be quite an interesting thing now, because drill instructors and the drill sergeants can't really yell at you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got It probably doesn't sound quite the same coming through a mask. I'm it's... fairly certain it would be loud enough to, uh, you know, overcome such... Bar such barriers. True, but also, you also have to understand, these military bases, they're kind of like their own little self-contained city, per se, so I could probably well, say I know, they're, not, um... they're not probably using a lot of masks to, to cover the yelling, but they're basically on, on it, you know, for making sure that the recruits aren't getting sick or anything like that, you know, because let's be real, we haven't heard anything from the military in regards to that, and if there is, we're not knowing, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's above our, uh, that's above our pay grade. Something like that. <laughs> Anywho, we're on to part of the show that, you know, you, you all like to stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, or as I like to call it, how well can Mako-chan crack everybody's skulls? Yeah. See? I mean, this list did a pretty good number. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm taking... I'll take the last one. I'll take the third one. I'm taking the first one. Because it's okay, the most that means innate. I got the second one. For, oh my goodness! I don't know. It's just like it's, you know, it's like you get it's like these types of articles just just 
call for you or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I The weird news from Japan always throws me off. But yeah, uh, Mako-chan does a great job of gathering stories to break all of our brains. Mm -hmm. And you, our lovely viewers slash listeners, get to um, have brain breaks along with us. Um, tonight is no excuse. Uh, so yeah. In this first article, a teenager is going to learn a lesson the hard way. Mm. A panty thief gets an unexpected surprise after police reveals that thong is not what it seems. On the 10th of oh. September, officers from Ihibe's Pre Ihime Prefecture's Matsuyama's East Police Station on the island of Shikoku arrested a man for underwear theft. While underwear theft is sadly not uncommon in Japan, what made this case unusual is the fact that the undercover under undercover <laughs> underwear stolen was actually a man's thong or g-string. Surprise! According surprise! According to police, the theft occurred a around 3:50 p.m. on the 25th of August when the suspect took a G-string, or T-back, as they're known in Japan, from the balcony of a ground-floor apartment, where it was hanging out to dry, which is a, is, is a very common practice in Japan. The owner of the T-back was a 38-year-old man who lived on the ground floor of a two-story apartment block with his wife and two children. Police say the eldest daughter noticed a suspicious figure standing on their balcony, and when her mother called out to the man, he ran off at full speed. Her father, who owned the T-back, was not home at this time. The culprit was later identified from security camera footage, leading to the police arrest of a 19-year-old apprentice painter who admitted to stealing the underwear. When oh, police, how about that? I know, right? Change. What a twist. Uh, <laughs> when the police asked the thief why he'd stolen the man's G-string, he became confused. No way it was for men. <laughs> It appears that the thief thought he had run away with a pair of women's underwear and hadn't realized he'd actually stolen a man's G-string. People online were quick to comment on the thief's blunder with, If he really wanted to wear a thong so badly, he should have gone out and bought one on his own. Kudos to this father and his radical underwear choices, I agree. Didn't the thief wonder why the front of the thong was bigger than usual? I can't help but wonder if this was a carefully planned trap to get back at the panty thief or he'll never steal another pair of panties again. Police say several items of winter women's underwear were found in the 19-year-old's home, prompting them to investigate his possible involvement in other cases of underwear theft in the area. After the shock of adding a man's T-string to his collection, this one panty thief will be thinking hard about his appetite for underwear before striking again. In fact, adding one or two male teabacks to the laundry line might actually be a handy line of defense for those wanting to protect their female undergarments on the balcony and give a middle finger to the panty snatchers that they'll never forget. That's for you, Hapasai. <laughs> Stop stealing underwear. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, like, but at the same point, like, he, he should have thought something was amiss when the front of it had extra, you know, space, extra breathing room. You know, so that everything doesn't get compressed against the body. Well, I think I like your comment in the chat. Uh, and she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy oh. took her tea back away. 
Um, <laughs> by changing one word. <laughs> yes, I I love it. <laughs> I love pun songs. It, yeah, but yes, yeah, so that that's hilarious. That <laughs> cough, cough, wheeze. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Who well, makes my ass look good? Don't judge me. <laughs> God damn it. Anywho. Anyway, I think that's uh, my cue. Yes, it is. So, uh, Nara police are on the lookout for a man who peed his pants. Um, and authorities fear he may do it again. So, uh, in the afternoon of the 30th of August, some little girls were playing in a park in Nara City when oh, suddenly boy. a man appeared. He asked the girls, where is the restroom? However, when urine could be seen leaking from his shorts, he told them, don't tell anyone else about this. The girls ignored his request and reported the encounter to the police, who then issued the following suspicious person alert online. According to the police at approximately 5 p.m. on August 30th, urination occurred by a male in a park near Fujikaida 3 Chrome Nara City. The perpetrator is 20 to 30 years old, was wearing a white t-shirt, black shorts, and carrying a green tote bag. Behavior and speech of the perpetrator, with urine leaking, called out to the girls who were playing and asked the location of a toilet. Do you know where there's a restroom? Don't tell anyone else. Going by the information presented, it really looks as if this guy was just a guy who peed his pants and in befuddled state of embarrassment asked some kids not to tell anyone what happened. Uh, people online, too, failed to see the danger he posed, going, oh, that poor guy. Uh, kudos to the police for keeping things professional with urination occurred. Um, <laughs> so did the kids tell him where the toilet was or not? Uh, while there is a fetish of wetting oneself or watching others wet themselves, um, there doesn't seem to be anything suggesting this was the cause, aside from a man peeing himself. Had he been smiling the whole time or something equally unsettling, it probably would have been included in the behavior and speech bullet points. Uh, yeah. And then it goes, it's like the old saying goes, pee yourself once, shame on you. Pee yourself twice, shame on us. And Ari, to refer back to your comment, everything is a kink nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. That's actually a fairly old one. It's not like it's a brand new one. Brand new swag watch? <laughs> what? I mean, it's not like the dude was approaching the kid's dick in hand, so... I mean, it, in this case, it seems like it was just a case of someone who couldn't find the restroom and was asking for help, but unfortunately, in this day and age, we have a lot of instances where people use it for nefarious means, especially with small children. So now, you know, it, it is kind of a common thing, we must assume. Um, For all we know, he could have just he just shouted "effort, never mind" and ran off before they could answer. So, I understand that there can be late fees when returning stuff, but I used to work at a video store where if 
the fee if the fees would get to a point where they'd actually go to your house to collect the videotapes with the police. And you're probably thinking, why would a local video store do that when VHS tapes or movies are like fifteen to twenty dollars a pop? That well, sounds like something Blockbuster would do. True. But <laughs> a lot of movies were ten times the amount that it was. Like I'll tell you this. When Mortal Kombat came out to VHS, it was actually available in a bunch of video stores about three to six months prior. And the cost of getting that in your video store was about $150 per videotape. Yeah. Think it was sort of like the whole on-demand before on-demand became what it is. So it was like that. And then once they make X amount of money or whatever, you can buy it at any store for like the movie for like $20 or something like that. Well, a flying plane or something. That, that's a, that's a first. I don't know what that was, but, I, but the reason why I brought that up is because we got somebody who did not return a rental car. took him a year and he got into a lot of trouble for it. So, what happened was, 44-year-old Masafumi Hagiwara of Fushimi Ward in Kyoto City was arrested for embezzlement. The charge was he had kept a rental car for a year past the return deadline. And that's what I mean by fees, late fees. Now, according to the police, Hagiwara hired the car from the rental company on June 25th. He was supposed to return it on July 2nd. He called the company to extend the rental, saying, I'm in Tokyo, so I'd like to request an extension. He got the extension, but he didn't return the car. He kept using it as if it was his own until the cops caught up to him on August 4th. So, how much do you think the late fees were? Just throw a number out there. It could be yen or U.S. dollars. Thousands of I'm, dollars, right? I'm going to say, uh, considering that cars are usually like $300 a week to rent here-ish, and that's like like low car, budget car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How many months was it? Years? A year, at least a year. A year. Okay. So that's going to be at least... Uh, $1,200 a month mm-hmm. times 12. Mm-hmm. It, chat math, I can't do. It's going to probably be close to uh, maybe 30000 Okay. What do you think, Mako-chan? Um, I don't know, because usually the late fees are tacked on top of mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then it depends on the type of car Mm -hmm. uh so um i don't know i mean i'm I'm gonna guess it was you know up there in price i'm surprised you to say one (laughs) dollar no now i kind of wish i had the prices rice music right about now because the actual retail late fee price was 7.66 7.66 million yen, which translates to $72,086. More than the cost oh. of a brand new car. You can buy, buy a pretty good uh, luxury car with that. You can buy I'm surprised you weren't like 
when I was saying 30,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd be here all day. That, that, that's the cost of like three budget cars right there. And in Japan, cars are much smaller than they are here in the mm-hmm. States. Even trucks, even trucks oh. for storage. And, and so like you could probably buy three really nice Japanese cars yeah. for that money. And the online community had their various things to say. Like, what was he thinking? He signed a contract, so there was no way he wouldn't get caught. So this is embezzlement and not stealing? It's like he caused the company lost profits. Well, yeah. A friend of mine works at a rental car company, and they say this happens sometimes. Some people even hire cars to commit crimes. That ain't no different from here. So. No, actually, a lot of them will use those as getaway cars and then just leave them Mm -hmm. and have another car ready. Yep. Not that I would, you know, know or Mm -hmm. anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael John? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, um, does it make it okay to keep rental cars past their deadlines? If you need to make an epic journey to Tokyo, you can do it by bicycle. Just saying. Wow. And that and that that pretty much was a trip and a half. And speaking of trips and a half, I think it's time to end this trip right here. Wouldn't you all agree? I yeah, we have yes. one more article. Oh, sh- I'm sorry. I-, I totally forgot. I'm so used to us doing three articles. I am so sorry. I mean, we could just skip it, you know. No. For- no. Mental posterity's sake. No, 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 we, no, we no. no, no. We, 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 we've come this far. We're uh, not backing away now. A man was arrested for peeing in beer cans and leaving in, on the side of the road in Japan. I guess he was introduced in Japan to uh, Bud Light. <laughs> <clears throat> what he did with bento boxes is even grosser oh god i just looked at this article for the first time the stench of crime been tainting the air of kayaba higashi yachi a neighborhood of japan's gifu city since late june there have been at least 12 cases of someone leaving bento boxes and beer cans out on the street filled with human piss and shit Police working out Gifu Kat Nikita Precinct believe they have found a source of both violations and the body, bodily waste materials. On the night of August 23rd at about 11 p.m., a 62-year-old man was arrested leaving six ba- beer cans filled with urine on the street. When questioned by police, he said, The toilet in my apartment is broken and I didn't know what to do with the waste. I figured if I put an empty bento box or beer cans and left them on the road, someone would take care of them for me. But that's not an excuse and was placed under arrest for violating a waste disposal law. Well, anyone who's experienced problem problems on a one-toilet home can sympathize with the difficulty of such a situation. There are better ways to handle it than the method the man used. Using the bathroom or your local convenience store, supermarket, or train station are all wiser choices. And when those aren't options, maybe because you're feeling the call of nature late at night or with such intensity you don't have to take care of business right now, as gross as using your shower or sink may be, there's still less disgusting leaving cans and boxes of the end products of your digestive process around town like the world's nastiest treasure hunt. Mm. Ew. While the man's currently only being charged with the August 23rd incident, the other cases, when arranged geographically, appear to have the, ma- the man's home as a center. 
And after seeing that, all I can think of is, you know, the big map of the city on the wall, the uh, police office, and they have little push pins on it. And, like, they predict where it's going to be next, and all the pins, like, they take the shape of a poo emoji. Yeah, this one took a turn, didn't it? Yeah. That's one heck of a terrible surprise, though. But I'm... <laughs> Bonds in the chat room also uh, came to the same conclusion I did. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I think we're done here. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to get out. Yeet, yeet myself. Goodbye. That makes two of us. So, thank you for joining us tonight and participating with us here on Twitch. If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters, independent uh, bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we like and don't like, we're basically telling you as is. So, if you have any questions about the show, let us know. Email us at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you'll find our weekly podcast. You'll also find anime reviews, convention reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, anime reviews, editorials, and other cool stuff there, and then some at animejamsession.com. And if you want to hear some of our other episodes, you can find us online. You can go through Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and just search Anime Jam Session. You'll find over 400 plus episodes. Pick a number, start listening, and roll with it and have some fun with that. And don't forget, you can find us on other social media like YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on YouTube so you can see our convention videos and our up-and-coming uh, episode highlights that will be showing up real soon. Uh, follow us on Twitter so you know when we're going live, when we have updated articles and other cool stuff like that. Follow us on Facebook for when we have updated articles, when we're going live, if you want to see our convention uh, photographs and a lot more. And to all of our fans who support us on social media, especially Twitch and everything, thank you so much. We could not do this show without y'all. So we're going to go around, really. got one more thing to say, our tip jar, streamlabs.com slash anime jam session, ko-fi.com slash anime jam session, drop us some bits, we appreciate it, all the money that you put in, that you give us goes right back into the site and the stream and everything to keep it going. So now we're going to go around the room, last words, Ari. I should probably get to bed so I can get up early and get my old change and do other stuff. Good call. Last words, Mako-chan. I have to figure out exactly what I am wearing to the movies pop-up, so I have it ready. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I am going back to avoiding social media and sewing all day long. Night, guys. My last words, um, I have laundry to fold, so I'm probably going to do that and then finish up Rosario the Empire. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, possibly on interview. If not, we'll have a regular episode and we'll get things rolling across the board. So that is it. End of list. 
we are going to get up on out of here. I think we're done, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, so mm-hmm. That's it. End of list. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. That's it. We're out of here. See you all next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!